Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Faces of TBI podcast series. My name is Amy Zellmer, and I am the founder of FacesofTBI.com and the host for today's show. The goal of this podcast series is to bring awareness to traumatic brain injury and is created by survivors for survivors. Each week, you will hear from survivors, caregivers, medical professionals, and other people in the industry in an effort to help raise awareness about this invisible injury, and also as a way to help unite and educate fellow survivors. For those of you who don't know who I am, I am also a TBI survivor. I fell on a patch of ice about 20 months ago and landed on my head. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post writing primarily about TBI, so be sure to check me out there. I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America on their advisory council, and I created facesoftbi.com, and this is a place where you can follow my blog to read more about me and my journey, as well as sign up for my TBI newsletter. And you can also read about upcoming podcasts that we have scheduled. And you can also check out my recent re- recently released book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can also follow me on Twitter at Amy Zellmer. And of course, like our page on Facebook as well. Today, my guest is Stephanie Freeman. She is from Southern Georgia, and she is a fellow TBI survivor and founder of ShareYourStrong.org, which is a 501c3 nonprofit whose mission is to bring awareness to brain trauma and encourage and inspire the lives of people who have been affected by the silent epidemic. I first met Stephanie this past March when I was in Washington, D.C. at Brain Injury Awareness Day um, on Capitol Hill. And together, we are both volunteers on the Brain Injury Association's Advisory Council. And Stephanie has become a dear friend of mine, and I'm so excited to welcome her to the show today. Uh, It feels like I've known her a lot longer. It was kind of crazy when I realized it's only been nine months. Um, So welcome to the show, Stephanie. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. This is an honor to do this. This is very special to me. Um, brain injury. Yeah. Um, I enjoy doing this. Yeah, and you know, I'm just thrilled, you know, to have you as my very first guest. It's pretty exciting okay. how, you know, the universe brought us together. And so that together we're true. in this advocating. <laughs> yes. So Stephanie, well, thank give you everyone so much. a little bit of absolutely. Give everyone a little background um and how you received your TBI. Okay, well, 22 years ago, I was 14 years old, and I was driving, and this is South Georgia. I know I was not supposed to be driving, Um, but um, I went around a curve a little too fast, and I flipped the car, and I flipped it five times. I tore the steering wheel off of my chest. I received a lung injury and a brain injury. Um. I was in a coma two months. Um, It was traumatic brain injury. Um, Actually, I see the EMS driver who picked me up off of the road that night on June the 4th of 93. I see him often, and he tells me he would not have given me 50 cents for my life that night. It's amazing to see these people 
that saw me in that shape 22 years ago. But um, that that night, I, I stayed in a coma for two months, and the doctors told my parents, you know, I I would not make it through, and I did. I pulled through. Well, I remember the day so clear every day, and it's like the the older I get, this mission just gets more and more important to me because I've gone through. I didn't go through post traumatic stress after all of this, and I'll get to that in just a second. But I, I just it's gotten more and more important to me. But Mm -hmm. um, and. And 22 years ago, did they even really understand traumatic brain injury? I mean, you know, did they treat you for it back then? Actually, this was 93, and we have come so far on this whole brain injury, mental illness scale. I'm proud. I really am proud, but we have a lot more to go. And that's where my mission comes in. I would I like to educate and help people. I visit with people all the time. I volunteer to go in and help people. I like to, just because I've been down this road. It's been 22 years for me, and I still learn more every single day. And I, I, I got off subject, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I remember the day I came to in that rehab unit, and I realized who I was, where I was, and and I couldn't walk. I was sitting in a wheelchair, and I was in front of a nurse's station, and I looked around me, and I had my head hanging down, and I had spit coming out of my mouth, and I looked around. I was I was 14 years old at that time. I said, what the heck, you know? I'm sitting in a wheelchair. So I got out of that. I was going to get out of that wheelchair, and I fell flat on my face. And I, <laughs> when I speak with children... When I speak with children or anyone, I say that is the day that my life actually began because I said my life's not going to end up this way. I'm going to walk out of this hospital, even though I heard everyone telling me, you know, you're never going to walk. So I've used that day to drive me all of my life. It drove me out of that hospital, and it drove me. It has driven me through many marathon finish lines, and it still drives me so- today. So, Stephanie, they told you you would never walk again. And right. how how long did it take you to begin walking? Did you actually walk out of the hospital, or did it take you longer than that? I walked out of that hospital on October the 8th of 1993. It took me two months of rehabilitation, and I wasn't really steady walking. You know, I had a, years of, a year of rehab after that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was I didn't run for many years later. But um, you know, it was a, a whole process that I knew nothing about. Yeah. And, and and when I left that hospital, I'm proud to say I was not on any medication for depression for anything. And when I left, I didn't. I wanted to be normal. I was 15 at that time, and I wanted to be like all of the rest of the kids. So I brushed all of my feelings under the rug to be normal like the rest of the kids. Even though I was at a higher frequency, I had experienced something that most people would never live through. Yeah. So I didn't go through post-traumatic stress. Well, in 2013, I went through post-traumatic stress with a vengeance. And that 
is where I volunteer my time now to speak with kids and speak with people and let them know, you know, don't bottle up, don't suppress these emotions. Let them go, go through them, and come out on the other side. There's always the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, you and know, you don't and have to go, keep going. You don't have <laughs> to go through. I'm sorry. You don't have to go through this. You don't. Have, there's the mag. There's no magic pill. There's no medicine that is just brilliant. Gonna heal everything. I did it with no medicine. My running and my activity, the therapy that the doctors and therapists gave me that day leaving the hospital is what I continued. I used activity to get through everything. And I I still to this day, whenever I feel like I'm overloaded or anything, I just hit the road. I go for a walk. I get in nature or I run. I mean, I use action to get through. It's healing for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, and you've told me before, you know, that running is your therapy. And I'm finding I um, I had suffered a lot of physical injuries in addition to my brain injury. And I recently, well, it's been a couple months now, but I had slowly started getting back into yoga and meditation. And now I'm into working out in the gym using weights and um um, just really building back up my endurance. And it really is therapy. I mean, you're, yeah, you're doing therapy to your body, but you're also doing therapy to your brain. I mean, you know, with running and exercising, you know, one thing it's doing is it's sending a ton of oxygen to your brain, which is mm-hmm. what helps your brain heal. Plus, it just lets you just kind of, it lets all of those emotions and um, memories that just kind of let all that stuff just melt right off your body, you know. And so I like how you say that running is your therapy. So I, um, mm. I just kind of wanted to segue with that for a minute. Um, it it so, is. I mean, you know, running, any activity, any activity is is going to be a healing thing. And get in nature. Get in some positive ions from some near water or near light, I mean, in the sun, I mean, it's it's good for your brain. And, and always, I, I, I encourage eating healthy. I'm a trainer. Anything you put in your body, in your brain, I always encourage to stay away from the processed food because it's all for your brain. I mean, everything mm-hmm. affects your brain. And your brain is the most important thing. I mean, yeah, think about that. Absolutely. <laughs> And, you know, and alcohol as well. Like, I used to have an occasional beer, glass of wine, and now, like, I really have cut alcohol pretty much out of my vocabulary um, Mm because it really dawned on me how bad alcohol is on your brain. And if you're trying to heal a brain (laughs) and you're drinking alcohol, it's, like, counterproductive. So I notice if I even have, like, a half a glass of wine, I just feel miserable. Um, so, you know, just eliminating all the toxic things that have an effect on your brain. You know, like you said, processed food, sugars, which I'm really guilty of sugar, um, alcohol, mm-hmm. and being dormant. I mean, being just like a dormant is probably the worst thing you can do for your brain. And I get it. Mm-hmm. You feel miserable. You, you're in pain. You hurt. Your head hurts. You're, maybe you're even dizzy. Like, I know I had a lot of dizziness. 
But, you know, Mm -hmm. do what you need to do to get active because, you know, I just think that's the biggest message to get across is just getting some activity back into your life, getting that oxygen flowing to your brain. Um, So, Stephanie, you talk about, you know, 22 years ago you had an accident. You told you are never going to walk. And then you started running marathons. You started – tell us a little bit how you went that route how you kind of started running and then decided to do a marathon. Well, you know, I told you that day that I fell on my face in that hospital. It has driven me all of my life. Well, you know, I continued my therapy, and I didn't run. I did power walking. I went to college. You know, I did this and that, and I got into weightlifting. Well, my – I got them – uh, I'm a little on the OCD side of things, <laughs> and I blame that on brain injury. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I jumped into powerlifting. Well, and I'm proud to say, you know, this girl who's laid in a coma for two months, she powerlifted and she lifted three. She squatted 300 pounds. Yeah, and I started putting on a lot of weight because I was eating like a horse. Well, I approached one of my great friends. I'm still good friends with her today. She was a runner. I said, what can I do to shed some of this weight? She said, well, let's hit the road running. I was like, I've never ran, you know. I didn't explain all that to her. So she, and she's probably 10 years old, 10 or 12 years older than me. And she said, okay, let's hit the road running tonight. I was like, okay. You know, but I was really thinking, you know, I can't run. Well, I did. I got out there and I ran with her for three miles, and I never ran. And I could not get up the next day. I was so sore. (laughs) But I was also so addicted. I was addicted that day. And I have been running ever since that day. And that was probably 2002 or three. And after that day, I mean, it just kept going up. I just wanted more and more and more. I had my child in 2006, and I breastfed him for six weeks, and then I went to my uh, coach, and I said, I want to train for a marathon. You know, I can do anything at this point. (laughs) So I wanted the marathon. I did my first marathon in 2006, and I've done nine tenths. Wow. Um, on your Instagram, which is it at Share Your Strong? Is that your Instagram name? That's that's my Instagram, yes. Yeah. Um, so if you follow Stephanie on Instagram, she posts pictures pretty much every day of her run. And she's running, like, in the middle of the country with the horses <laughs> in southern Georgia. And I, it's just so inspiring. I love that you post them every single day. And, you know, it's just, it's inspiring for other people. Like, okay, she can do this. I can do this. Because, you know, you look at Stephanie and she's completely fit. She works, I mean, you still lift weights too. You know, she works out like every day. She runs every day. You know, you're you're totally fit and beautiful. And I can see, you know, looking at her like, oh, well, you know, she's in better shape than me. I could never do that. But. It's been 22 years since your injury. You've had time, you know, to recover. And the truth of it is anybody, you just have to start somewhere. Like you said, when you started running, you had never ran before. And you were thinking that she was crazy. (laughs) So, you know, 
Anybody can do it. And you don't have to run. You can walk, you know, get out and try mm-hmm. and walk a mile every day or, you know, doing simple basic yoga poses or even just standing with a chair and lifting your legs. You know, there's just so much that you can do if you're willing to put your mind to it. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, and that I do agree, and that's what I like to portray. I like my message, and I want it to be, and I intend it to be. You know, this girl <laughs> laid in a coma for two months. I mean, I overcame. I did not use that as a excuse to just sit there in that wheelchair. I used it to rise up and overcome all of that. I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the excuse. I'm I'm going to rise up. And I believe that, and I know for a fact that everybody can do this. We all have that place inside of us that can do anything. So what would you suggest to somebody who's listening um, that's a survivor or maybe a caregiver of a survivor? What would you suggest to them um, if they don't know where to start? What, you know, what would be your suggestion? I always say to get out and get active in some way. I mean, it's been my greatest therapy through some of the hardest times and being you you know as well as I do, being a, a brain injury survivor, you go through some of the darkest moments. You go through suicidal thoughts. You go through anything you can imagine. Get outside. Get in the sun. Get active in some way, whether it's a stroll, a run, yoga, anything. Deep breathing is even therapeutic. I mean, the breath is life. Get out. Get active. It is therapy for your soul. Absolutely. And, you know, I I know, I totally know from firsthand experience what it's like to reach that really dark place after your traumatic brain injury and you aren't feeling like you're getting any better and mm-hmm. you actually maybe are getting worse. I know my symptoms got, got considerably worse um, about 10 months out before they started getting better. And I totally know what it's like to be in that place. And I started having panic attacks. And, I mean, I had the whole work. It was scary. It was awful. And, you know, it's hard to get into a space where you feel like you can do anything useful. And so I totally know how that feels. And it took me one day just saying, screw this. Like, I'm going to do yoga again. You know, and so I started to, I couldn't do much. I couldn't do anything that required my head to move up or down because it would trigger my dizziness. You know, I had to hold on to a chair while doing standing poses because I was super, I had a lot of balance problems still. I couldn't lay on my back because that would trigger dizziness. I mean, I could do like five basic poses and that was it. But the more I did it, the better I felt. And the dizziness kind of actually started subsiding a little bit. And I started feeling good. And that's when I kind of had that revelation of, okay, I really can do this. Um, so I, I get it. I know firsthand what it's like to feel that dark hole. And 
I think you can relate to that too. And, um, you know, it's just picking yourself up out of that hole and moving forward. Yes, it's it's all a mental thing. You we're giving this we're given this willingness and we are we can't depend on people to do it for us. We have to do it. Yeah. And yeah. we have to be the one willing to get up and do it. And that's what it takes, willingness. That's the the best thing in the world to have is the willingness to get up and do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that simple. But so, I'll Stephanie, also how say, many? Go ahead. I'll also say, keeping your mind, and I said it earlier, keeping your mind free of toxic anything, whether it's a surrounding people. Reevaluate your life from time to time. Look around you. If there's pollution in some way, you know, chemicals. Always pay attention to things around you, whether it's a, a negative person, a negative situation that you're dealing with, that's affecting your mind, your thinking. Pay attention. <laughs> hmm. Absolutely. We all have things we need to let go of. Um, so, mm-hmm. Stephanie, tell me how many how many um, marathons have you completed? Uh, I think it's around nine. I really awesome. have. I'm looking at all these medals. I've done a lot more <laughs> half marathons. <laughs> right, more right. Half marathons. <laughs> um, but I so am, I am working on training. I'm training for one now. I'm going to do the Snickers Marathon in Albany, Georgia, this, this coming up year. I'm very excited about that because Albany is the place I spent four months of my life in as 22 years ago. So I look forward to running those roads, and I've done a few times. So, Stephanie, as we're wrapping up out of time here, um, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to a fellow TBI survivor, Um, maybe somebody who's just recently gone through one or to their caregiver? Stay strong. No matter how weak you feel, you are so strong. Yeah, absolutely, and just keep the faith. Like like I said, it's mm-hmm. easy to go to that dark place, but yeah, keep that strength. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, it's been such a pleasure having you here. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Thank you so much. Um, if people want to find you, um, your website is shareyourstrong.org, and you also have a Share Your Strong Facebook page. And and I believe your Twitter and Instagram are both share your stuff. My Twitter is RangeMom1. My son's name is Range. But my Twitter is RangeMom1. And my my Instagram is ShareYourStrong. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Stephanie. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you all for joining in. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And I hope that you will join me again next week as I chat with Paul Bosworth. We're going to be talking about hyperbaric oxygen therapy, or HBOT as some call it. Um, And also be sure to visit my website, facesoftbi.com. 
And you can also follow me on Twitter at Amy Zellner and on Facebook, um, Like My Faces of TBI page. Thank you all again for listening and thank you for being part of my journey. I will see you all again next week. Have a wonderful day.